The promise of adventure drives every RV journey. For those of you looking to launch life's journeys, I welcome all of you to the Where's Willie podcast, powered by Heartland RV, a leading manufacturer of towable recreational vehicles in the United States. Heartland RV manufactures over 15 brands of fifth wheels, travel trailers, and toy haulers. Heartland RV brands are sold through an independent network of dealers throughout the United States and Canada. No matter how many miles you travel, we all have a story to share about our journey. I'm excited for all of you to learn about today's guest and their life's journey. Alrighty, so here we go. Um, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about is if you're not traveling, if you're not doing trade shows, what in the hell are you doing? Um, this was a question that was asked to me as I just joined uh, Heartland RV. This year, I became the national brand manager for Heartland RV. Also became an executive leader with the prestigious C-Suite Network, founded by a global business celebrity named Jeffrey Hazlett. And guess who my guest is today? Jeffrey Hazlett is a primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and executive perspectives on C-Suite TV a business podcast host of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. He's a global business celebrity, speaker, best-selling author, and chairman and CEO of the C-Suite Network, home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. Jeff Hazlett is a well-traveled public speaker, former Fortune 100 CMO, and author of four best-selling business books, Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless, Running the Gauntlet, The Mirror Test, and The Hero Factor, How Great Leaders Transform Organizations to Create Winning Cultures. Hazlett is one of the most compelling figures in business today and an inductee into the National Speakers Association Speaker Hall of Fame. As a business expert, Hazlett is frequently cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, <laughs> LinkedIn, everything that's out there, among many others. He shares his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. Hazlett is a former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host and has appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. He is a turnaround architect of the highest order, a maverick marketer, a C-suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, embraces traditional modes of customer engagement, and possesses a remarkable cache of mentorship, gov corporate governance, and brand building. And if that's not enough, he's an amazing father, grandfather, and to me, a mentor and a friend. Not a bad journey so far, but to some, they say he's just getting started. Jeff, thank you so much for being a guest of the Where's Willie podcast. Hey, thank you, brother. And thanks for being a part of the C-Suite Network. And of course, uh, being a, a great show and a headliner on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. You know, we're we're taking it to the taking it to the bank, taking it out there. And you're one of those that are helping us do that. You know, we grew by 450% last year. And it's shows like this that are making that happen. And so I want to give everybody a little bit of context, Jeff. So about a year and a half ago, I met you in Amelia Island. Um, I couldn't believe I got the chance to meet you. 
The first thing you said to me after Leah Schatzman kind of gave you a background of, hey, we've got this guy who's kind of moving up, um, and now I'm here. The first question you asked me, and you probably don't remember, is you said, hey, you shook my hand. Do you have a podcast? And it kind of struck me because I was at a transition within a couple months later. I moved to this new national brand role, and RVs have been around forever. You and I have had some discussion offline with the podcast, and yet... For that to be the first thing you ask me, I'm in this billion dollar industry. I don't see very many podcasters. So I guess what was the reason why you asked me if I had a podcast right away when we met? Well, that's a question that we should ask. We should ask another question 15 years ago. Do you have a blog, right? Yeah. You know, you know that, that, that would be the way I would ask it back then. And of course, now you want to ask everybody if they've got a podcast. It's going to be the the biggest media medium that we're going to see for a long, long time. And we're still in its infancy, even though there's 230,000 podcast shows out there, it's going to be massive. I mean, cause more and more people are listening. It's easy. It's accessible, you know, with mobile devices, the way in which we download. So, and it's more about the shift that I started seeing a couple of years ago. And that is the shift to everybody has to be a brand. Everybody has to be able to be a content company and so the faster you can get there, the better. And that's really what it's about. You know, sell you, sell the company, sell the company, sell you. And there's a major, what I call the big shift that's going on right now. And everybody need to, needs to get on board. I mean, especially with COVID and everything else that we're facing, you know, days have become weeks, weeks have become months, months have become years. And so you've got to be able to, to move and, you know, make it happen. And so podcasting is a great way to do that. You can do that, you know, either with video or non-video, but it's uh, it's just a great way to be able to get in the head of your customers. Now, one of the things that I want to ask you too, you know, for, for the viewers, is it industry specific? Um, you know, for, for again, everybody listening, you have been a big investor, you've owned and sold many companies. So is there certain companies where you'd say, mm, I wouldn't do podcasting or should everybody be doing it? And then who is that person that should be doing it? You know, I don't know that I would, I, you know, I've never been asked that question and I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Are there some sh industries or shows where I wouldn't do a podcast? I I'd find it hard to believe that I would say no. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But then again, I don't know everything, right? <laughs> I'd like to think I do, but I don't. But, but by and large, no, if you can, listen, this is not a game of eyeballs and ears anymore. You know, it used to be that, you know, you'd try to get on broadcast TV and that was it. You made it to broadcast. Ooh, you're famous. And a lot of people still believe that. I don't believe that anymore because, because quite frankly, it doesn't translate to revenue like it used to. Now, maybe 10, 15, certainly 20 years ago, without question, if I were on a big show or if I'm on you know, Shark Tank, if I'm a judge on Shark Tank, if I'm a, a judge, I was a judge on Celebrity Apprentice. Well, there's some value there, but, um, you know, and then I had my own show on Bloomberg. But right now, this is a game about hearts and minds. This is about, you know, serving your community and being realistic to who you are and your brand. And that's really what you want to go and take a look at doing and making it happen over time. So, yeah, I'd find it hard to believe they're a brand or, you know, of any kind wouldn't benefit from a podcast. Now, I know, you know, uh, we've been having, and I've been, again, so thankful to be a part of so many uh, C-suite network, you know, virtual events that we're hosting almost daily. 
as I kind of sit back, you know, as a guy that, like I said, now I'm with a big corporate company and it's really exciting. And, and, you know, you've introduced me to a lot of people. I'm still seeing a lot of, and I don't say this to be rude, elementary questions, but do you, with all the people that you know, Jeff, <laughs> is there... I'm laughing because the elementary question, I'm going to say some shitty questions. I mean, there's yeah. some people doing well, some really bad the, job. They're doing a bad job. The thing that blows me away, though, Jeff, is you've got huge companies that, and I don't know if it's just that old mantra of it's the way we've always done it, the good old boys club. Do you continually to have conversations with people about you've got to adapt, change, or you are going to die? I mean, how has that, has the pandemic helped you with making that point to a lot of people that you know that keep asking the same questions are but are not doing it well i yes the answer is yes um without question although i think we're forced into things now that we've got to change everything because we're not working in offices like we used to we're working from home we're doing different things so that's forcing us to confront those kinds of questions no matter what right mm -hmm. so you know without question if you don't have you know change or die change adapt or die that's really what you have to do and i've said that for you know 10 15 years right that that's the only way you're going to be able to grow but you know some companies are now forced to change you got no choice to change right you got no choice to think through it again like you've never had to before so the key is to look in the mirror and ask yourself the key, the good, hard questions that you need to do in terms of, uh, you know, the, your business and what and who you are, quite frankly, as well. Sure. So, you know, for me, you know, I say talking to you, you know, offline with the transition, we've gotten everything updated here now. Thank God, Heartland RV, Cruiser RV, DRV, uh, within the Thor uh, Industries family. Yeah, you guys got a million brands. So you guys got a yeah. million companies. I, I, I won't say it's not a million, but you got a lot of companies, a lot of brands, a lot of great product. And the thing that I'm most thankful for is when you talk to our director of marketing and she says, I'm 100% in agreement with Jeff. You're going to keep this podcast going because, you know, some of the points you just said. In the RV business, we make product. We sell through the channel of market of dealers nationally. Well, if you're not physically going to see the dealers and you're not going to these annual shows where the RVs are every year, what are you doing? And I think the point that has really resonated with me through what you've been doing as opposed to what you've been saying is every day you're on and you're putting content out and people are seeing it. And to me, for the businesses that are struggling to say, well, we don't have a budget for it. It doesn't cost anything. No, it doesn't cost much. You know, out of sight is out of mind. So you should be looking at doing whatever you can to stay in front of people, you know, because it's fleeting. And and so, yeah, and you don't have the what I would call closing events to drive people to mm -hmm. what you call the traditional closing events. So like an RV show or some, you know, trade show or event or something like that, uh, summer show, outdoor show, hunting show, whatever it might be where you typically, I would walk through 20 or 30, you know, campers to walk through and see what that would like, kick the tire, so to speak. So what are you going to do that's different? So get people talking about the product, get people talking about the lifestyle, get people talking about how they can use it differently. I and mean, I'm talking with executives right now who are thinking of getting these, you know, uh, you know, either pull behind campers or the, or the van camp, I call them van campers. You, you know what the, 
yeah. the classifications. I get confused whether it's an A, B, or C. I don't know. It's just it's that. It's that. I want that yeah. one. Yeah. And, you know, and, and turning them into mini offices so that they can go from plant to plant, you know, and drive plant to plant or gig to gig if you're, you know, you're a speaker or an author or something along those lines. So, yeah, it's different. It's different for each. It's, it's different for each group, right? It is. But are we... Do you see more questions being asked, Jeff, as far as adapting to the new business needs? And maybe what are those business needs? Is it just connection? Well, no, it's a, it's everything. Well, connection is a big part of it. I think without question, I think we all have to have our communities to operate in and, and do that. I think No, it's really truly about engagement, right? And how you engage with people. Um, I think that's the key word I would use. It's not so much, you know, how many likes, friends you have. It's about, okay. Those are all good, but they, they won't take you to the bank. It's the engagement that takes you to the bank. That's the engagement that gets gets people involved. I, you know, I have thousands or hundreds of members in each of the subgroups that we have inside the C-suite network, and all great to be able to measure, but it's how many people show up. You know, so how many people get involved in the conversation, how often do they do it, you know, and everything sure. else. Sure, and I'm sure that a lot of the um, discussions then come back to the old bottom line. Well, Jeff, how's this measurable? We did two podcasts and we had a hundred views. What would be, I guess, your advice to the viewers as far as, do you worry about that? Do you just put yeah, that? Some of it, I, I, you know, but it's not the only measurement that I have. I mean, you know, so, you know, like we have podcast advertising and our advertising is way up. I mean, it's amazing. You know, and a lot of people like to put in codes for advertising, you know, the, like a code for people to oh, yeah. And I say, when the C-suite network, I'm not going to use a code. I'm just going to call the company. I'm going to buy the company. I don't walk into my secretary or assistant or, you know, call her up and say, hey, I just say, go buy me these these underwear, you know, that I heard on the podcast. I don't say, here's the code, too. Right. It's order this, you know, or whatever it might be that I would send her to, to, to order. You know, it's so the, act, the activation is totally different. But um you know, it, it works. I wouldn't measure it just by the number of clicks and downloads. You have to measure it in terms of the value that you're providing, the information you're providing. There's a lot more to do. Mm -hmm. When And so if you have somebody that is embracing, you know, building out content, uh, going on with a podcast, um, that's specific to a niche. You know, like to me, everything's a life's journey. So I have, you know, business celebrities, celebrities like you, former NFL players, everybody has a life story. And you just celebrated an amazing 60 years. Yeah, uh, so again, I'm still alive. I had a lot of people betting against that, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so you made it. Um, when that journey then starts and you start building out this, this, this content machine, you know, again, what you have done with C-Suite Network, which you've built a huge community, you have C-Suite TV, you have C-Suite Radio. When you build out the content or this marketing or then the speaking empire, how does that benefit a company from an executive level? Um, does it well, help? You raise you the, well, it's an, it's an, it's a, it's a, so each of the pieces of the content are extensions out. So let's look at, I've got the C-suite network, which is like this giant sequoia tree, just like you've got Thor Industries and Thor yep. brand, right? Okay. Then underneath it, I've got all these different house of brands. Now I'm a branded house as opposed to Thor, which is a, which is a house of brands. Got yep. it. Which, but there's a connected DNA and throughout all that. 
Well, by me having the different pieces I have, so say like C-Suite Radio, I, I have my show, which is good. That's great. But more importantly, I have 250 other shows. And they are all out there talking about their shows and what they do. And each one is, they identify as C-Suite Radio. You put that right on your, your artwork. It's in your information. You're telling people you're part of it and so forth. I've just incre incrementally increased this by 250. Now I've got 70 TV shows, same way, reaching 90 million people or a few million people a month, whatever. I'm now expanding that as opposed to just being me, okay? Or just being my more traditional methods. I'm now going to where people are and where people are listening, consuming, or, or drinking, or eating, watching, viewing, hearing content. That's what I want to do. So I can't make the assumption that all C-suite executives consume content one way or consume information one way or make decisions one way. I have to find the ways they like to do it and be there and be in front of them, you know, and then that's, that's what you have to do as a business. You have to do that. So it makes smart, smart sense for me to be able to do that. So if people now, um, they want us to do some speaking, what would be, you know, I guess what's, what's, what's the logic of becoming a, you know, a speaker, um, other than sharing your expertise and again, connection, what would be your suggestion then to people that, you know, again, we have viewers that, hey, they're comfortable doing a podcast. Um, some are in a position to go and, and be a speaker. So I kind of want to break this out just so everybody gets value. Um, if you are somebody that's, you know, working under a CMO, um, there's the content creation for copywriting, uh, ghostwriting, things like that, right? So can we just kind of talk about the pillars then? As far as speaking, today during a pandemic, what would be your suggestion to people that were used to being on stage and following you know, you around the country to various things? They're not doing that. Do you see value in doing the virtual speaking? <laughs> yeah, because you can get to more people. Are you kidding me? And it's recorded and it's digital and it's shared and shared and shared and shared. I actually like this, you know, I like this a great deal. In fact, I was with a group of multi-million dollar speakers. In fact, it's called the Million Dollar Speakers Group, and you have to at least do a million dollars a year in speaking revenue. Now, that's a very, very small, very elite group, you know, because right. some of us are doing multi-millions in the speaking business. I'm, I'm a, myself a Hall of Fame speaker, and there's a number of Hall of Fame famers that are in this group. And someone made the comments that I can't wait to get on stage again. I said, I can't wait to never walk on a stage again in my life. <laughs> I like this. I like yeah. doing the podcast. I like doing the virtual presentations. I like their presentations. They just happen to be digitally. That's the only difference that, that they are. Are they a little, they're actually a little tougher to do because with the stage, there's the interaction, people are laughing when you're doing it like this and there's, you know, 5,000 people online while they're eating their lunch, they're petting their dogs. They're, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different, a different psych psyche that you have to get up for, by the way, when you do these things and you have to learn how to be very animated, you know, on camera and do things differently. And of course, remember to wear pants and a lot of other things you got to do, you know, they, you know, so it, so without question, this is a great, you know, medium for us. So, so podcast is, television is, video, the video is, um, you know, uh, the speaking is. So whether it's on stage or, or like this, yeah, absolutely. I did one this morning in, in India, you know, for, I think there were like 80 or 90,000 people on, you know, so I did one this morning for that. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, to be able to hit those audience. Certainly couldn't find a 
I couldn't find a, a real room to put people in, like, especially right now with all the yeah. social distancing. So, you know, it's a great, it's again, a great way to be able to do it. Yeah. And I guess too, you know, like with this downtime, um, what, what do you see happening? You know, do you ever think we'll get back to, and, you know, and I've heard you discuss it on, you know, your own show. Do you ever think we'll get back to the old normal or is this, regardless no. of a cure or we have a, a vaccine what what do you see the landscape of business in the future i think this is part of it I, do you like working from home yeah i do i do i, I mean i just saw bald eagles fly by <laughs> you know outside my window yeah you know i saw mountain lion a couple of days ago are you nuts i would have missed that i mean to me that's really that's cool i mean yeah so uh, is it efficient? Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's absolutely very efficient. I'm able to actually get the stuff done and still achieve the business objectives I, that I thought. And I'm doing it from home. Look, in my home office, I, yeah, I love it. So, so do you think others are going to want that? Yes. Do you think other people work well from home? No. No, there are some people that should not work from home. And, and I have some people in our operation who say they are some of those people, right? Yeah. So, so there's going to be a blend. There's be a, you know, wouldn't you like to have a team meeting where you're all getting together and giving each other high fives and hug, you know, pats on the back or maybe even a hug because you need it because it's been a really rough week? Well, yeah, I'd like to have that too. So, yeah, th there's going to be a blend of that. And I think we'll take the, the best of what we've learned here and we'll 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 work it we'll work it out. I, what that's going to look like, I don't know yet. But I love I love it, and I think other people do too. It's just, are you efficient at it? Just because you love it doesn't mean you're going to have a job doing it like that sure. way. So you know, it just depends on what's going to happen. And and for me too, I mean, if you look at it, you know, from the financials, and and I don't want to upset anybody that's in real estate right now, but. Kind of to your point, I mean, if you look at the variable overhead and operations, one of the biggest dollars you're paying for is that building and structure. So is it is there's some efficiencies in that too, right? hundred percent. And and yeah. I think that warrants, you know, the clarity you said about certain positions, right? Like, for example, I don't know that sales all has to have a you know five thousand dollar steel case cubicle area. I think those can be remote. I think some admin, if you have an internet or a login access point where you can be remote and you can work independently, it's important to yeah. preface that as well. But yeah, I mean, outside of, you know, for us, you know, our hundreds of workers that make the actual RV, they have to be there right now. Um, we're not, you know, in yeah, automation. And by the way, and you guys are going through the roof right now in terms of sales. There's been, you know, I don't think you can. Well, I don't want to say that. You certainly can buy one, but you got to reserve some of the stuff that you want right now because of your inventory. Everybody's buying. Wow. Who would have thought that? Seriously. No, I don't think anybody would have predicted, oh, my gosh, in a pandemic, everybody's going to buy a camper. And you, right. it's through the roof for you guys right now. I mean, there's no... There's no sales on campers. There's <laughs> you're, you're paying premium price right now for it. It's like reserving a Tesla. You know, right. it's the same kind of experience. And rightfully so, because they're just, you know, it's you guys make great products and they're good. You know, it's a good way of good living. I mean, right now, if I had if I had one outside my door, I'd I'd be I'd be driving around. I'd be going somewhere with it, turn it into a mini office and take care of it. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that. Well, one of the things that I think about too is, you know, again, when we're connected with the C-suite network, there's just, there's so many people we meet and in talking to some of, you know, the well-known, you know, real estate developers and things that, you know, it is 
even more exciting for me because yes, we're having a banner year this year. Next year we're forecasting, I mean, it's even more crazy. So with that being said, uh, there's a gentleman that, um, you know, I'll have you meet here. Uh, he was a former bachelor winner. Um, he told me, he lives down in Arizona. He says, well, if I go 600 miles north, south, east, west, I cannot get into a KOA or a campground until the end of July for next year. Meaning, for those looking for opportunities, real estate, I believe, yes, when we come back and things calm down, there will be value to have a 400 room hotel with two elevators because you're comfortable to not pass COVID. But I also think we're seeing in the discussions that I've had with some of the members of the C-Suite Network, a lot of people looking to invest in property and hammer out 50 different pads for these RV campgrounds. I mean, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in terms of growth from our industry is all the ancillary uh, opportunities, which is either, um, you know, now you have farmers or these wineries that are letting you, they're running electrical out. So oh, yeah, you, you go, there's the whole, these, these really cool thing with the wineries right now where people are driving up to wineries, hanging out there, I mean, that's a good thing, too, because you don't want to be driving after you go to a winery. <laughs> right. it's, it's a right. smart move, you know, because yeah. you got you, you pull it up with your nice RV. What do you call those van ones? Are those class a, A's or what? Or C's? What? Motorhomes? Yeah, the yeah, motorhomes. They have different grades on the motorhomes. Now, for me and the brands that I represent, we're all towables. No, so you guys are van, no, you're, the, you're the serious guys. I mean, yeah. it's I want a fifth wheeler. I want my pickup truck with the fifth wheel. I want to pull my mobile home. That's basically yeah. what that is right there. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, luxury, you know. And luxury, too. I mean, yeah. I looked at your Heartlands. Holy moly, double push-outs here, this here. I got, man, the only thing is I did. Did they have hot tubs? I'm just joking. I'm, are you, I'm sure you're our, our engineers. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, but that's the exciting thing, though, too, Jeff, is so obviously we we know RV business is thriving. Are there un other industries right now that you see by embracing, you know, being digital and content that are really having uh, success outside? Yeah, of wine wineries are doing really well. I mean, wine's another business. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat room the exercise equipment without question. So things that you could take home, do it yourself, projects, do it, your, you know, uh, Lowe's and, and uh, you know, Menards and all those companies, uh, Home Depot, those are going through the roof without question, you know, to do that. I, it's, restaurants have obviously taken a real dive, but some restaurants are doing extremely well. So those food where they have foods that travel well, those have been doing, you know, a, exceptional or where they've been able to retool their menu. You know, I was at my local Brandon Steakhouse, a little tiny, you know, mom and pop steakhouse just in a very small rural community. And um, I was talking to the owners the other night and said, hey, how you doing? What's happening? I, I try to go there once or twice a week and order from them because I want to give them business and, and they're good. They're good food. So I went last night. I was hosting a scotch event, which you know about. I have a, every night and on, every week on Sundays, I host this major scotch event. And, um, but I want to make sure I eat before I have that event for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, and, um, but yeah, it's, it, they're, they're doing well. Their takeout business is 70% of their business right now. And they retooled their business to be able to do that. And they, you know, they even set aside a separate area so that w when you come in, you don't go up to the bar. You, they, you, do, you go over there so you don't take away from the bartender's time. And I, they're little smart things that people have done. So, yeah, there's whenever there's chaos, whenever there's disruption, there's always an opportunity for others to do the opposite, you know? 
And I mean, look what you guys have done and look what other industries have done. So yeah, without question, there's, there's a lot of that. So Jeff, can we just, and we'll kind of wrap it up here uh, because I know you've got to get going. Uh, I can keep going. You put the quarter in, I'll go for the full ride here, brother. I mean, it's, you know. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, one of the things I want to know um, as I've been, you know, proud to to be uh, part of the network, where do you see then, you know, today, tomorrow, what's the future of C-Suite Network, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio? Um, you know, the speaking, is there anything you can kind of share in terms of just your thoughts or strategy? Yeah, our goal, our goal is to continue to be the trusted network for real serious business executives. That's really what we are. And so what we do is for VP or hire of any company, any size company, come into a trusted environment, you know, like that giant canopy or and everything under that canopy. And then for us to be a community, to be able to provide content and information, be able to provide a place to meet so that you know that the person across from you is who they say they are and what they do. Cause you don't know that from a LinkedIn profile. You don't know that from, um, you know, a non-verifiable place. So if you can see them, you know, basically touch them, feel them. So, um, and then provide services as well. We want to be the B2B marketplace for all things, for all business. And, and so what we try to do is provide education, motivation, you know, inspiration and a chance for some engagement around monetization as well. But to do that, you got to get involved. You have to be a part of it. And that's what we really encourage. And so when we get people to come together under the same umbrella and, you know, work for common common things, meaning we're going to trust each other and we're going to give and help each other. And in return, good things come out of that. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, the other night, during our Scotch Sunday, <laughs> um, I kind of just vented out. It wasn't a breakdown. I mean, the the response of everybody thought I was, you know, <laughs> on my way to the hospital. You know, you know, everybody. Right? You know what happens in in, the, in today's world right now when we hear someone that might be having an issue. Yeah, we just want to go. Everybody wants to go help someone, and that right. which I find to be kind of interesting. But sometimes they're not asking for help. They're just telling you what's going on. Well, and that, and it, so some of the messages I've been getting back from some of the members of the C-suite, I says, hey, I thank you for your concern, but everything's good. Like daughter's fine. And just for everybody viewing, I had just made a comment of, again, life is real good in the RV business. So business-wise, I'm locked and loaded. I am as happy as I've ever been. As a parent to a daughter in high school, I just see it's tough. You could ask my mother, yeah. when I was 16, I was hell on wheels. Yeah. My kids and other people's kids and everybody's kids are sitting Indian style at home, not even going to school. So, you know, to me, I just I was just voicing, hey, am I the only one that sees like as a parent this kind of being a struggle? Um, so I guess for for those parents and you being a, a parent and a, and a grandfather, like, what is your advice to maybe uh, if we're talking LinkedIn, uh, the college students that are you know, they're not connected. They're not enjoying that college experience. They're virtual now. What do you suggest that people really hone into just to keep their mind right and also have, you know, progress on their journey? Well, clearly define your conditions of satisfaction of what you'd like to have and what you like to do. Once you do that, start figuring out the ways to get there. Guess what? It's going to be different. Okay. It ain't like it used to be. So therefore it's going to be different. Get, get clear with that pretty quick and then make a new experience that's better, richer, you know? And, you know, for instance, I can't see relatives. I can't go 
you know, hug, hug my grandkids as much as I'd like or do the, you know what I can do? I can FaceTime them every day. I can get on Zoom calls with my cousins and I'm doing things I've never done in my entire lifetime. You know what? And it's a richer, better experience. Now, I could co complain about it, whine about it, moan about it, or I can go and say, what can I do to enhance my experience of the things that I would like to do and then do it a different way? And you know what? You find out it's better, it's different, you know, but I found out it to be better. And that's okay. That's good. That's a good thing. So we're all on these like. We're all on these life's journeys. We're all kind of feeling the same way. Um, I think we're all embracing change, maybe in different levels and things. But to me, I think the biggest thing that I have enjoyed, whether it's the C-suite network, I do think that having a community to go to and connect with even virtually makes a lot of sense. You, you know, just from emotional standpoint. Totally, not question. So if, you know, somebody's a business owner of a $5 million a year business or an entrepreneur or, you know, has kind of what we're looking for for the C-suite network. What is the best way for them to learn more information about the C-suite network? Well, just come and search anything with C-suite or C-suite network because you'll find us. C-suite, you know, the C-suite network, C-suite TV, C-suite radio, C-suite loans, C-suite supplies. I can keep going, man, because we've got <laughs> over 150 different registered trademarks of what we've got. So just come and check us out or find me, Jeffrey Hazlett, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. -T. You can go and search either of those two terms and find us and we'll be there to help you. And just for everybody, you know, that's watching, you are on Facebook, you are on Twitter, you are on yeah. Instagram, oh, uh, yeah. and you're also on LinkedIn. So yeah. um, if anybody wants to learn anything, again, Jeff, I thank you so much for your time. You've been an amazing mentor and friend and uh, probably reaching out to you for some more topics uh, upcoming here in the future. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready to roll. Thank you. For, and thank you for what you're doing as well. Thank you for contributing to getting America and this country back on its feet with the manufacturing that Heartland's doing and Thor Industry is doing. And then certainly the content that you've got on C-Suite Radio. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Love you. Thank you so much. Cheers, brother. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie Show. For more information on future shows, please visit Where'sWillyPodcast.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie Podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie P-O-D. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.